0: Welcome to episode number 126 of the DBSA podcast. I'm Sarah Wendell from Smart Bitches Trashy Books. And with me today is Amanda, also of Smart Bitches Trashy Books. Today, we're talking about sports romance. We also talk about mouth guards, but then we go back to sports romance. And we talk about all of the different sports romances that she likes. Three things before we get started. Are you ready? First, during the course of this podcast, we mention That she has not encountered very many basketball romances. While we were recording, I asked on Twitter, basketball romances, why aren't there more of them? Am I missing them? Where are they? And I received all of the links, so I'm going to provide a few of them in the show notes, which I used to call the podcast entry, but have since been educated that it's the show notes. And I'll make sure to include those links. So if you are thinking, oh, oh, basketball romance, I could totally go for that. The romance genre is here for you. It could be here for you a little bit more. In my opinion, there aren't enough, but there are some. Thing the second. This podcast is brought to you by Intermix, publisher of The Prince, the brand new Gabriel's Inferno novella from New York Times bestselling author, Sylvain Renard, on sale wherever all of your fine, fine e-books are sold. And third and most important, During the recording of the previous podcast, episode number 125, when Redheaded Girl and I were interviewing Courtney Milan, I used an incorrect term and I would like to take this opportunity to both correct myself and apologize. During the interview, I asked about the upcoming book in the next Cyclone series and referred to the heroine as transgendered, with an E-D on the end, thereby making it an adjective. And I have since learned that this is an incorrect and problematic way of referring to people who are transgender, because, as GLAD says, you don't refer to somebody as lesbian or gay. Now, I have to confess to being completely amused by the idea of someone being lesbian. Like, what does what does that look like? <laughs> like lesbians flying out of the walls? Capal, you've been lesbian. I understand, however why the idea of being transgendered is problematic. So I apologize for using an incorrect word and I appreciate the people who contacted me and said, Hey, heads up. This is not cool. Second of all, if I offended you, I am very sorry. And I apologize. Honestly, I did not know I was being incorrect and the language that I was using was problematic and I will endeavor never to use that again. And if you are wondering what I am talking about or what words are problematic or not problematic, because as we all know, language changes quickly, GLAAD has a page full of explanations of terminology that are appropriate and inappropriate, and I will link to it in the show notes. But if you're thinking, I want to read it right now, You can go to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y, slash GLADGENDER, that's capital G-L-A-A-D-G-E-N-D-E-R, bit.ly.com slash GLADGENDER, with a capital G in the front. Like I said, I will link to this in the show notes, but in the meantime, I stand corrected and I apologize. And now, on with the podcast. Tell me, you wanted to talk about sports yeah. romance. Tell me all the things. <laughs> I can't
1: get enough of contemporary sports romances. In general, contemporary romances for me, I don't I don't know. I find some of them to be like too sickly sweet sometimes. And I like a little something I can sink my teeth into, I guess. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, sports romances just do that for me. I like cut my teeth on um, Susan Elizabeth Phillips.
0: And I think her... a lot of people did.
1: Yeah. And her, what is it? Chicago Stars. Just yep. football. But God, I hate that cover on book one where it's just like the
0: chick's cleavage. Oh, her... with the big pink bra <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. the perfectly round, absurdly perfect boobs. Yeah. What yeah, could possibly be prefer. bothersome about that? I hate that cover so much. And then um, I also did, what is it, Rachel Gibson's Chinooks Hockey Team. Have you read Deirdre Martin's hockey books? No. Oh. Oh. <laughs> there is one. There was one that I loved about above all of the others. And, of course, I can picture the cover in my mind. Do I know the name of it? No, so I have to look it up. But the hero is on a hockey team. There's a couple of them that take place around this hockey team. The hero is on the hockey team and the heroine is a soap opera star Ooh. and all of the players are fans of that soap because they watch <laughs> it while they work out so they all watch the soap opera when they're doing their workouts and so when he gets involved with her for I forget like I think they're set up but professionally you know what I mean like yeah. Like, it would be good for you to go out with her and, you know, you'll be seen together. But they actually, it's called Power Play. I'm pretty sure. Hang on. Let me make sure I've got yeah, the right it's one. Yeah,
1: I Googled it. The New York Blades series. Yes.
0: <laughs> right. And he gets hooked up with this soap opera star, Monica Geary. And the whole team loves this soap opera. So when he starts dating her, they're all like, oh, my God, <laughs> dude. But there's some things that happen during the course of the book that are so sweet and so well written. Like it has this book has scenes that I still think about. <laughs> it's adorable. You you have to you have to read this. It's so good.
1: I will because hockey is my preferred romance sport. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Also, spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> I'm slowly crawling my way through Writing a contemporary sports hockey.
0: No game. shit, that's awesome. <laughs> I would have a hard time with the, um, to be honest, with the missing teeth.
1: Oh, okay. So this is going to sound crazy, but I will watch hockey sometimes. And I went to like a Bruins game and it was amazing. And my mom got me great seats. But there was footage, I think it was a Penguins player. I think it was Penguins or Flyers, one of the Pennsylvania teams, I'm pretty sure. But this dude, sat, like, got out of the game, just took out his tooth that had been knocked loose and just, like, handed it to the medic and then, like, got back on the ice. Just, like, took out his tooth and it uh, was
0: oh, loose. Oh, no, no, no and, <laughs> no, and no, and nope, and nope, then, and no.
1: The Rangers player uh, this year, he had, like, part of his ear sliced off during the game, I think, and I can't remember if he got it reattached or just taken care of, and then, like, got back on the ice and scored the winning goal. I find that weirdly attractive that they can like take a beating and lose parts of their body, but just like get back on the ice and are totally fine. Like it doesn't even matter. So just get some like implants or some veneers and I'm golden. So,
0: (laughs) you know, maybe what you need is some hockey orthodontia romance. (laughs) He okay. wore braces. She <laughs> had a bridge. It was meant to be. Oh. My dentist, who sees both my husband and I and diagnosed me with What apparently is a truly epic case of TMJ where not only does my jaw pop in and out like it's like it's removable, but I have (laughs) I grind my teeth in my sleep and I had no idea. I ground my canine teeth all the way down to the fact to like to to like they were flat at the top. So I had to have little tips pointed on my canine teeth and I really wanted her to keep going with like with the (laughs) compound so I could have like fangs. But she was like, no, I can't do that. But she was telling me, you know. So many people find such good restful sleep once they get a mouth guard that they become almost like different people because all of a sudden they're getting better sleep and it changes their personalities and they're happier. And then she says, and then they meet people and they fall in love. And and I'm I'm just like, because of the mouth guard, she's like, so you should write a romance about mouth guards. And I was like, (laughs) I don't know that I could sell that one. But I'll keep it in mind. I mean, it totally makes sense, right? That yeah. you get better sleep, you're more relaxed, you don't have a headache, you, you have much more much more rest that's better for your brain. It's totally going to affect your personality and your mood. And it makes sense that you would be more open and, and curious and you would meet somebody. But she is like totally serious that these people fell in love because of mouth guards.
1: I mean... After that Gronk book that I read, I <laughs> <laughs>
0: feel like
1: a mouth guard romance. It wouldn't be the worst thing I read this year.
0: <laughs> Is there any other real person fiction that you want to read?
1: I haven't like seen any. I didn't even know it was a thing. I mean, I can understand why ladies find Gronk attractive. God bless that boy and his football skills because there's nothing but rocks
0: up there. But <laughs> and don't forget his deflated balls. <laughs>
1: oh my gosh. But I haven't seen any more
0: like real
1: person romances. I wouldn't mind Edelman who
0: plays on the Patriots. And he's got like a nice scruffy beard now. What about the book by that same author who wrote about um, Flo flow from Progressive? Oh, that's having what a she threesome did. with the Wendy Chick and Terry oh. Hatcher. Which Terry I am, Hatcher, yes, Why, out of
1: all people,
0: because she did the series of car commercials with Howie Long, hey, Howie, Howie the Long. football player. I'd Say Howie Mandel. No, not Howie <laughs> Mandel. No, no, Terry Hatcher, and I want to say Howie Long. Did, did he did he play football? Clearly, I'm, yes. yes. Yes, Howie yes. Long and Terry Hatcher did these television commercials for. I want to say Chevy. But they had such great chemistry. Like, you would watch these commercials, and you would be like, oh, my God, those two people are having a really good time (laughs) talking about minivans. Because you know how people are like, oh, they have terrible chemistry, they have terrible chemistry, and you're like, what are you talking about it? And then you see good chemistry, and you're like, oh, those two for some reason – had fantastic chemistry on these minivan commercials. So you whoever this what's going on
1: in those minivans. Yeah, exactly. There's
0: room. Not enough for Howie, <laughs> but certain enough for Terry Hatcher. <laughs> but she wrote a real person fiction about Terry Hatcher, the Wendy's woman, the the redheaded model who works for Wendy's and, or actress who works for Wendy's, and Flo from Progressive, oh. big old lesbian threesome. You what? could read that. You could. Those I are could words. could read it. You could read that. Those are, sure. those are words in an order that could be read by you.
1: Have you seen the title of her Sasquatch book?
0: No. Okay.
1: This is the title and it is the greatest title I have ever heard in my life.
0: I don't know. I'm still high on a Destay fiddles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still cruising on that high, so you're going to it's a very uh, high bar you got to hit here, but hit me with the, the in- Sasquatch.
1: This is the entire title. I don't care that your mom is a Sasquatch. She's hot and I'm taking a shower with her. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i can't i can't breathe oh god tears (laughs) i don't care that your mom is a sasquatch she's hot and i'm taking a shower oh god wait so is this a woman speaking to her boyfriend or a boyfriend speaking to his girlfriend like is there any 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 wow
1: My friend bought it and read it and he was sending me like screenshots
0: of of the pages. Do you ever get the feeling that you're just sort of like, there is a a money yacht. It's very close by. I could hop on this money yacht because it's not going to sail for much longer. And I'm missing out on like a whole, you know, 40 or $50 here with, your mom's a Sasquatch, and I'm going to take a shower with her. Well, the
1: the women who wrote the dinosaur erotica, they did an interview, and they were making like $30,000 a month.
0: Yes, they were, but I don't think that continues. No, but that's still a nice padding in the bank account. Oh, yeah. I believe they're undergrads, too. Jeez. Like, they went to Walmart. They bought all the ramen noodles.
1: Oh, my gosh. Because yeah. I remember
0: when I was in college, I went to college in South Carolina, and I was at a women's college. And I had never had a Walmart for, because when I was growing up in Pittsburgh, we didn't have Walmart. And there were like four Walmarts, and each one had a different specialty. Like one had the light bulbs for that really hot stand lamp where you turned it (laughs) on. and You know which ones I'm talking about? I don't even think they're allowed in dorms anymore, but you turn them on and they get 9,000 degrees Kelvin. Only one Walmart had those light bulbs, but that Walmart had a crappy food section. So you'd go to like three different Walmarts for everything you need. And I would get my $85 check for having worked my um, on-campus student job. And I'd be like, oh my God, I have $85. I am so (laughs) fucking wealthy right now. Get out of my way. I'm going to Walmart. I'm going to get light bulbs and I'm going to get ramen and I'm going to get potatoes, potato flakes. Get out of my way. I got $85.
1: Like when you have to buy light bulbs, you're like, I've reached it. Yeah. Good achievement unlocked.
0: I got to buy light bulbs, special light bulbs, unique, very specific light bulbs. You can't find these at the grocery store. Yeah. The fluorescents, (laughs) the ones that take 95 years to actually become light yeah, I hate those. I, I mean, I know them. they're great for the environment, but I like light to come on when I turn on the light switch. It's this thing I've gotten addicted to by having electricity.
1: <laughs> well, I have one, and I forget that it's the fluorescent
0: one. So when I turn it on, I was like, "Why is it so dim in here? It's what not usually wrong with this the light dim." Light bulb, what's going? On? Yeah, <laughs> I, I want, I want fluorescent, long-lasting bulbs that actually become light. It's, it's a very, <laughs> it's a, I'm a bit of a stickler for the thing with the light switch and the light coming on.
1: It'll get there. It's got to warm up a little bit.
0: Yeah, slowly. <laughs> <laughs> we we yeah, we have many of those in the house and I'm like I'm just going to walk around with a headlamp. Screw all you light bulbs. I'm just going to walk around with a lamp and have it on my forehead.
1: We have a roommate who never turns off the lights, so we thought about getting her a headlamp. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> when you're paying your own electric bill, all of a sudden you're aware of like what kind of electricity you use. Yeah. Oh yeah, it th- th- there's another adulthood achievement unlocked. <laughs> So what other sports romances have you loved and adored and would you recommend? Like, what is it about sports romance, too? Is it the, the, the conflict or is it just the, the competence porn of having someone be good at this very familiar thing? Well,
1: those are both good points. And the sports, you don't really see a lot of, what is it, NBA sports romances for some reason. Like, basketball is rarely featured. But it's usually, like, football and hockey and baseball. But I would say football and hockey are the two main sports. Why do you think that is? I feel like they're the most aggressive out of the sports. Not all of them are like alpha males in general but you get that kind of aggressive like he like hits people for a living and I don't know I enjoy it like I think it's a- attractive like I-, I can understand the appeal of an athlete who, who like puts his body on the line for technically his job.
0: Um, and you know, those uniforms, they're doing us some <laughs> favors. I was always <laughs> amazed when you see a football player out of their pads, how small they are. And then you meet a baseball <laughs> player in real life and you're like, oh my God, you're huge. Yeah. Like, how did this happen? You looked so thin and little on TV and on the field. And now you're like, well, wow, <laughs> it's reversal. See, I... I've, I've I I gave up football like two or three years ago because yeah. I felt like and and you have to understand I give exactly zero fucks what other people do so it's not like I sit around not watching football and judging everyone who does watch football I just felt really shitty about myself if I watched it and I had to stop and then my husband reached the same point and I was like oh my god we have all this time on Sundays what do we do. <laughs> Like, like we're, what, what, what do we do on Sundays? You're not watching football. Like we can go do things. We can, we could be among the <laughs> we day people. We had this time. I've got, I've got so much friggin' time. I can't even tell you, but I, I can't, I'm not going to be totally interested in a football romance either for the same reasons. Cause yeah. NFL has just, just a giant, we're
1: so problematic like... on
0: so many levels. So I can't read a football romance. It's not going to yeah. do it for me. I could go for a baseball romance, but the thing about baseball is hockey and football are very are are slightly faster games yes i mean they have a they have a time limit of course there's timeouts and there's breaks and you know it's like it's never actually 60 minutes it's more like a lot longer than that but baseball can go on all damn day now i love that i love baseball i love going to games i like the smell of everything that happens in the stadium i think i think going to wrigley field is kind of like a religious experience in some cases but i can understand why that would be narratively boring yeah,
1: a, a few of the baseball romances that I've read, The Devil in Denim being the most recent by Melanie Scott. Oh, how did is, you like it? I love it. it. It's great. Like, I really enjoyed it. I think the next one, Angel, Angel and Armani, came out in December, so I would love to read that one. But I'm almost done with it. I had to recheck it out from the library, so I'm like 80% of the way through.
0: Um, of Devil in Denim?
1: Yeah, Devil in Denim and – there's very little baseball actually being played right now. And so you don't really have to worry about that
0: slow going. Yeah.
1: It's boring, a very like,
0: slow culture. developing sport. It's it's kinda like golf. You're taking a walk. Yeah. A long, slow walk. But then there's other sports that you don't see as much, like basketball.
1: But I, there I, should totally be basketball I romances. Was so, I I did like a research of all the books that I've read that have sports themes and I've yet to read Anyone with a, a basketball theme. I mean, you have like Aaron McCarthy's Fast Track series, which I love. And that's race cars. And then if you want to
0: throw like Lorelai James in there with her rodeo. Robo- rodeo became romances. a hot thing. I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say these are all sports that are largely associated with white people in romance. Yes. Yep. You said rodeo is <laughs> a whole lot of white people, to be honest with you, in yeah. romance, in the depiction in romance and football you do have a lot of people of color playing football but
1: yeah (laughs) rarely have I read a football romance that has included that devil and devil has a ton of like diverse characters so far that the wives and girlfriends are a range of people you have the players and they're all different backgrounds so if you want like
0: more that's diverse it. sports yeah. portrayal. Devil and denim will do it. That's cool. Yeah. You know what we need? We need, like, cricket romance. <laughs> like, we need romance with cricket because I want I, 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 I feel like I'm dropping the biggest challenge right now. Okay, no one in the United States. Okay, that's not true. Like, 99.98% of the United States does not understand how cricket works. So you have to I work in an explanation crazy. of the game without info dumping. Go! Somebody out there is like, challenge accepted.
1: Rugby. I still don't understand what's going on with that. But they wear some tiny shorts and that's all I care about.
0: Rugby. (laughs) Rugby would be a very interesting sport portrayal. I think there are some. I'm drawing a blank. There
1: are some um, rugby romances. I have one on my Kindle that I was reading. I can't remember the name of it. Um, But there are some out there. But I've tried watching rugby and I have no clue what is going on? They, like, just converge together, and they're, like, pushing against each other, but if they, like, start turning, the scrum? The scrum, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the hell that is. Like, a scrum. It's an opportunity
0: to look at a bunch of men's butts in tight shorts. What what are you missing here? That's what I'm doing. That's, you're doing it fine.
1: That's what I'm doing. But I don't, I don't understand a lick of it, so... Soccer. I think you mentioned soccer briefly. I haven't read any soccer romance novels, but um JC Burton's play-by-play series.
0: There's a lot of sports in there.
1: She doesn't stick to one sport, which I really love. So if you don't want to read about football players, she's got baseball. She's got hockey. I think she might even have like a jockey, maybe. I want to say I saw a horse or some guy in like a weird jockey uniform on the cover. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm making that up, and that's all in my
0: mind. Now I remember there was a there was a basketball romance that was sort of poking at the back of my brain. Like you ever get that feeling? You know the answer to this question. It's it just the answer is going to roll in twenty minutes later after you Spoiling ask of it. My yes, yeah. this is how my brain works. So there is a Harlequin Super Romance by Ellen Hartman called The Long Shot. And the hero is a former professional basketball player who comes back to a small town. I think he, he coaches or something. But he gets involved with one of the um, one of the women who lives in the town. And he's a former pro basketball player, which is funny because if you look at the cover of the book, he does not look like a basketball player. He looks like a guy who would like straight up go toke and then roll down the hill on a snowboard. <laughs> That's what I would love. I and it, and it would be really hard to depict, I think. More snowboarding and skiing romances. Because, I mean, okay, so Sarah Morgan did um, a professional, a former pro skier in her last o'neill brothers book i have to look up the title of it but one of the things i loved that she incorporated in that story is the fact that when you ski or snowboard or you use your basically you use your thighs you get big ass thighs and jeans don't fit you and so there was this whole thing about how the hero and the heroine who is also a a, she's not a professional skier but she skis all day for her job working at a ski resort (laughs) so they can never find jeans that fit so they find a pair and they like buy 12 pairs of them because it's so rare. This is also the story of my life. Maybe this Christmas, <laughs> that's the one. Um, the pro, the former pro skier and his childhood best friend. But I like that because it's completely true. And then I know Jennifer Eccles wrote a, a snowboarding um, romance. I have to look up that one, which one it is. I want more, I want more winter sport romances. Well,
1: Serena Bowen, you loved her um, The Year We Fell Down. Um, I think it was you that
0: really liked that book or Jane, but, um, that was Jane. She was the one who talked about it more.
1: Yeah. Uh, Serena also has one coming in from the cold. It's like a stranded winter romance, but the, that's the one
0: that I read that Jane hated.
1: Really? The ski, he's like the ski champion. Yes.
0: She hated him because of the way he handled the heroine's pregnancy. Like she was so angry about the things that the heroine said, she's like, "I sound like a men's rights activist," and any <laughs> book that makes me sound like an MRA is just not okay. Yet again, to everyone's utter shock, Jane and I disagreed about that book. But yes, oh. that's that's the one. I, other one oh, I remember with a scare. <laughs> this is a thing we never agree. This is why we have a podcast so we can sit around and disagree.
1: It's funny how in books regarding like this this pregnancy, like how it was handled, that. According to how you are as a reader, there could be, like, the smallest thing that could happen that totally turns you off while yep. someone else is like, what? I don't understand what you're going on about. This is totally fine.
0: And you're right about the year we fell down. They're hockey players, both of them. Yeah. And there's a lot of – actually, you know what? Now that the penny has dropped, there's a lot of new adult sports romances. Cora Carmack has a whole series about Yeah, that them. Uh,
1: Rusk University
0: series. They're all – they're all – um, foot they're all football players so I mean that that sort of fits the new adult because you have the idea that in high school if you're good at sports there's a great deal of attention paid to you yeah but you're still a very very big fish in a very small pond and beyond that school there you may have a continued career in sports or you could be entirely mediocre and this is it for you well we were talking about sports romances that we love
1: right speaking of college sports There was one that I was over the moon about the description. I was like, I have to read this. And I wanted to just bang my head into a wall until I was unconscious. That's how badly it turned out. And I hated this book. Oh, no. So So, Alabama is my most hated college football team. Is this a Florida thing? It's a southern thing. It's the a southern only people thing. who
0: like but you're from like the... not South Florida. You're 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 from South Florida, which isn't the South.
1: No, not technically.
0: My formative
1: high school years were done in North Florida, which in a is very the South town. Capital yeah. T,
0: capital S, the South. Okay, I understand. Because yep. once you hit the, the dividing line of Jewish retirees... <laughs> oh, yeah, we passed that. Then we're... then you, you are no longer in the South. You're just in Southern Florida, which is a completely different thing.
1: Yeah, no, we were, like, like closer to the Georgia border.
0: So border. you hate Alabama football.
1: I hate Alabama. The only people who like Alabama are Alabamans.
0: Um, there are like five people listening right now who are just like, that's so, not true! <laughs> I'm sorry! But they're just stupidly good.
1: Their football team is always good, and it just it makes me so angry. Um, but this <laughs> new adult romance is set at the University of Alabama, and the main character is a football player. Um, You were like, I'm
0: done. I'm out of here. No,
1: no. That's why I (laughs) wanted to read it. I was like, someone please make me like the University of Alabama. Maybe this romance will do it for me.
0: So I'm, Um, uh, I'm challenging people. You must explain cricket without info dumping. And you're like, you know what? Y'all just gotta make me like Alabama. And yeah, challenging. I think (laughs) I think mine is easier.
1: I think so too. (laughs) I think so too. I think mine's an easier one. (laughs) The a heroine is, like, a TA at the school, and she's academic, and so you have the whole, like, jock and nerdy girl sort of trope going on. But the heroine's name is Molly Shakespeare. What? And the quarterback's name is Romeo Prince.
0: Of course it is. <laughs> Naturally.
1: Oh, my God. And this book, immediately it does the whole um, trope where... The ex-girlfriend slash hookup is the main antagonist, and she's just, like, a complete and total bitch to the heroine for no reason. Like, the heroine is trying to TA a class. (laughs) And the, like, evil side chick is just being really rude. That would never fly in, like, a big lecture university setting. Like You're being rude to the person teaching the class. Like, you're straight up just being inappropriate and horrible and then it's just the whole molly shakespeare romeo prince like what i just it like makes my brain short circuit (laughs) when i think about the time i spent reading this book molly shakespeare romeo prince yeah it was sweet home by tilly cole which i when i was getting the books up for a podcast that you were doing with jane Tilly Cole wrote a book called Rays that apparently Jane really loved. And I was like, what? I read a book by this author and... I wanted to, like, put a bullet in my brain. Like, no, Jane book. said the
0: same thing. She really? was like, I read Sweet... This is, isn't there a scene in Sweet Home where, like, some completely improbable football things happen? Like, he throws yeah. the ball into the stands and, like, <laughs> hits somebody in the head or some crazy business? It's horrible. Right, that <laughs> is... That is. Jane was like, this is not going to happen ever! This is not... She was raged. Raging, rage pants. But she liked... The but then she really look, right? liked Rise, or Raise
1: rays yeah like
0: rayon (laughs) teflon yeah (laughs) i
1: just thought of like a polyester blend (laughs) 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 but this completely turned me off to the author and reading any more of her books i don't know it like it completely
0: shut me down I don't know. Ray's is supposed to be pretty fly. Jane, Jane really liked it. But I also know that what the things that she likes are not things that I like. So if she liked it, I'm like, okay, won't be reading that. <laughs> there have been times where I said, I hated this book. You would like it. You should <laughs> read it now. So here's a question I have. And this okay. is a hard question. And I don't know if I know the answer to this one. Okay. so there's a there's the the athlete hero and the nerdy girl trope right yeah i hate a technique i don't really like those it feels too easy to i like. want the athletic heroine and the nerdy hero yes yes like i uh, want badass athletic heroine and sort of geeky nerdy science hero
1: there's got to be one out there
0: i have the read a Q- Boy i've Boy I- read two but they're both fanfic Yeah, those aren't, you know, that's not like... (laughs) I can't recommend those, I don't think.
1: Oh, I'm like maybe halfway through the play-by-play series. There's no lady athletes further down the line. I I can't remember.
0: I don't know, actually. I wonder if J.C. Burton's online. I could ask her.
1: (laughs) J.C. (laughs) J.C. I think the Fast Track series might have a... Has
0: a female driver, yes. Yeah. The Fast Track series definitely has a female driver.
1: But the hero's not like a... Dirty scientists.
0: And see, that for me would be the most interesting aspect of a NASCAR series because, you know, the guys who work a NASCAR pit crew, they're like engineers and shit. Yeah. They have extremely high levels of science. There's there's some astastic, ass, awesome <laughs> levels of science going on here. Like like all of those guys swarming the car have a collective IQ of like 9 billion. That's That's fascinating to me. So I, I want more like nerds of NASCAR. Here there's your series name. It's like a gift from me to you nerds of NASCAR. I can hear someone who works at NASCAR HQ and like the, the branding department twitching right now. Like the, they're upset and they don't what know they why Who are sport? <laughs> they're upset, they're very, very bothered and they don't know why Making it better you guys. Nerds
1: of NASCAR. Don't worry about it.
0: Nerds of NASCAR trust me, it'll be awesome. And then, like, the pit crew uniforms start to change to get a little tighter. <laughs> That'd be okay. I, you know, it, it's weird. I'm one of those weird people who it's like, oh, look, pectorals and abdominal muscles. I wonder what your body fat percentage is. Like, 7%, maybe 8? That's interesting. They could like,
1: probably tell you. Like Exactly. The people, the people who have that kind of body know it off the top of their head.
0: There's, I think there's two fast track books with female racers. One of them is uh, Full Throttle, which is a female racer. Yeah. The hero is her best friend's brother in law, which I, is she's,
1: like. he got more love. I feel like not a lot of people.
0: What, the fast track series? Yeah. Oh, it's totally, totally wonderful. I, al- I, I always recommend flat out sexy to people who God. are looking for funny hot because funny and hot is really difficult to do. Alec Monroe is a gentleman
1: and a scholar. He is so sweet in that book.
0: <laughs> I love that book. I love that the heroine is older. I love yep. that he's just totally blown away by how awesome she is. That she, she, He thinks that she's cool because she has her shit together and she's a grown-up.
1: I would definitely classify him, too, as like a, a beta hero. And he's just so nice.
0: Oh, I love him. I love that book. Great. It, it, and it's funny. That's the other thing. She, Aaron McCarthy, can write sexy, hot, funny. And that's really difficult to do. I would like more. And the dramatics are never too
1: over dramatic. Like, it's not, it doesn't go into the melodrama territory for me. And all of the, like, Tamara, the heroine, like, all of her concerns about being an older woman and a single mom are totally valid, so I never. She's a relatable heroine. And totally. The, the, the hero
0: handles the situations. And, and she so. married young, and yep. and and, and th- so if anyone's listening to this and doesn't know read the setup it. of the book, you should just read it. But the hero is a race car driver who's, I don't want to say like fifteen years younger than her, or not maybe not even maybe it's more like nine or ten years younger yeah, than I don't she think is. White fifteen. No, it's like ten years. But she's a widow. Her her husband was like. Kind of like Dale Earnhardt, only not that old. Yeah. And he died in a race, and she's she has kids, and she's like, I'm never d- d- dating a race car again. I've had enough of this. And she meets this Do guy. She's
1: never dating a race car again? Yes, she's never <laughs> dating
0: the car. I'm thinking of Disney's cars. So she hooks up with this guy who sounds a lot like... <laughs> Um Lightning McQueen, no, I'm kidding. She hooks up with this driver, only thing she doesn't know he's a driver and she has a one-night stand with him and she wakes up and she's like, oh my God, you're younger than me, and you're a driver. Oh God, I'm a cougar. I have to go. <laughs> I have to go. I have to go right now because this is just bad. and it and it's wonderful. it's so it's such a good book. like we're gonna stop gushing now, but it's so good you should read it.
1: And I love the I'm a sucker for the one night stand trope like people sleep together and then you know the next day they're like oh crap it's my new boss or oh crap this is. My you competitor. like that trope? I love it like losing it by Cora Carmack. I love it. I adore that trope so much.
0: I have n- I've never been a huge fan but I know it works for so many people. Works for me. You know what trope I hate? I hate the, I am really attracted to her. I'll just have sex with her and get her out of my system. It never works. The whole get her out of my system. Having sex is not like getting a a, a vaccine. It's not like a flu shot and you're going to get over it. I'm going to get her out of my system. That never works. You'd think that there would be like this folklore knowledge passed down from romance heroes from decades prior who would just sort of send up a big flag. It never works. You You cannot get her out of her system. (laughs) When you mentioned vaccine, I wanted to make quite a few like injection dirty jokes. (laughs) That's appropriate in this podcast. (laughs) So what other books are you reading and do you recommend?
1: Um, other books I read? So I'm almost done with The Raven by Sylvain Renard. And it's blowing my mind. Um, really? What is, do you like? It is the definition of like a slow burn. It is mm-hmm. so good. Like there are some romance novels where they just kind of mush the hero and heroine together every chance they can get. And this is not the case in this book. You know, the – The heroine, Raven, is dealing with her own things. And then the hero is dealing with his own things. And so when they come together, it's natural and not just an excuse to, like, ramp up the the sex or the relationship progression. So when they finally do get in the same room, you're just, like, I don't know, shaking the book. Because it's, like, crackling off the pages. That you're just like, oh my god, you guys, just kiss already. (laughs) So it's it's really good um the author is male or identifies as male so I thought that was really interesting I had no clue um I thought it was a woman but it is so well written there are a few like minor quirks of mine that I don't like the heroine is a little perfect like she volunteers on a mission and an orphanage and
0: well those are all- super perfect
1: yeah, it's all well and good and everything. I would like a little more, I don't know, flaws in her. But in terms of the character interaction, I i am really, really enjoying it so far. So Cool. Yeah, I know I've talked about it before, about how the description is one of like the best jacket copies I've read in a while that I've made me want to pick up the book. That's what I'm reading that's blowing my mind, is that one.
0: Any other books you want to recommend?
1: Talk about flat out sexy. So everyone needs to read it. And I expect a full book report on my desk by Monday. <laughs> to everyone who reads it. It is great. Devil in Denim. I know we've talked about this. I'm almost finished with it. It's great. The hero is like this weird like billionaire. But he suffered a really tragic event in college, she played college baseball, but the heroine really doesn't know that going into it. He, she just thinks he's like a, a corporate raider taking over her father's legacy as the owner of this baseball team, and that he has no knowledge about baseball whatsoever.
0: That's always a great setup.
1: And Yeah, but he he has really close ties to baseball, baseball but also really painful memories about his time playing baseball. So I'm... I'm really liking the hero, Alex Winters, in the book. And the heroine, um, Maggie, Maggie Jameson, which is a really cool name. Yes. I feel like my mom did me a disservice. Maybe I can change my name to Maggie Jameson now. Um, (laughs) But she's... Smart and confident and educated, and she's not like one of those too stupid to live, whiny heroines or anything. So that's also a really great one. If we're talking sports, *Devil's Denim* and *The Raven* are the two that I'm reading and finishing. Yeah, I should finish both this weekend. That I would recommend, and then flat out sexy. If anyone wants
0: race car drivers, oh, I, <laughs> I just love that whole series. And I I like that it changes enough that, you know, the first three, you kind of knew who the main characters were going to be because there's three groups. One of the other things that I love about the series also is that in the first one, um, the heroine has a research assistant who is like totally Imogene not an in- imogen. Im- imogen. she has no interest in any of this weirdness. she's she's from up north. She wears black, she's kind of yeah. quiet and gothy. And then there's this one driver who is completely fascinated by her and is just like, you are the weirdest, most interesting person I have ever met. And if I remember correctly, he's dyslexic. Yeah. and so he's like, I, like he Doesn't can't she, like, even
1: give him a she like gives him a book or something uh-huh. there's like a scene with a book and he gets like kind of frustrated mm-hmm.
0: oh and then she, and i think that he his phone is programmed with pictures because he can't read names <laughs> yep so his phone is all visuals
1: i want to read that read the second one hard Go. and fast again hard there's and so fast
0: good. yep Ugh. the titles
1: of these books but
0: <laughs> and the and the covers they are all good
1: all good <laughs> There's not a bad one in the bunch.
0: Hot Finish is a great yeah.
1: I when I when it first came out, a few what is it like 2010, it's like 5 years old now, but when it first came out I remember reading reviews and people weren't liking it for some reason, but I loved it. <laughs> I loved the whole like second chance romance between
0: Suzanne and oh, when they put their marriage back together. I know. oh, oh so good. Good book noises here. Mm. <laughs> like I, like I've said, it, it is really tricky to do funny and hot, sexy. To have all of that sexual attraction, like, where you're just like, oh, my God, would you please just kiss and go bone right now? But also, it's funny, too. Like, it is hilarious. And I think, though, like, hasn't Erin McCarthy
1: moved on to, like, a new adult series? Yeah, she is a
0: new adult series. I don't know if there's any more of the series coming out. The best thing about Flat Out Sexy's cover is that he, he there is a portion of his um, <clears throat> anatomy that seems to have <laughs> worn the... <laughs> the crotch of his jeans lots of chafing and rubbing like there is a portion of his jeans that is as you know how the the front of your thighs gets gets worn yeah. and like it turns white yeah there's a certain part of the, the jeans in the front that's like, also worn and white it's so big it has its own wear pattern
1: his junk gives it like its own acid wash
0: that's effect. right oh god acid junk that's not the genre we are reading <laughs> right now somebody somebody just screamed no oh, god no <laughs> That's a sci fi <laughs> book, I'm sure. His acid junk. Acid yeah, somebody's going to write that and send it to us. We're going to be like, no,
1: <laughs> please, no. Like, if you want acid junk, I know just the book for you. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay. Thank Anyone you. has any sports romance recommendations? I mean, Jacey Burton keeps my hands full. She's like the queen of sports romances for me.
0: Is so there any- one of hers that
1: you like best? I get sentimental about, like, the first books in a series. Um, I can
0: understand that.
1: <laughs> so, like, the perfect play is the, the one that started it all sort of thing. And that also the heroine is a, a single mom with kind yeah. of like a preteen son. So I think that was really cute. And how the the hero kind of like navigates that while obviously not using his star power and kind of manipulating the son and or mom in any way. So I like
0: the thing I liked about the perfect play is that she had a job and she was good at it. Yep. And she was completely unabashed about the fact that she was good at it. One, I I really like competent heroines. Yes. Like, and they, and this is my job, and I'm good at it. This is what I do, and I'm and I like it, and I'm also really good at it. Have we talked about that? Because I I don't (laughs) I don't fuck around pretending I don't know what I'm doing. I like knowing what I'm doing. I love that in a heroine. Devil
1: in Denim. It's baseball. The heroine knows what she's doing. She went to like grad school. I think like psych and sports management were her
0: majors. Shocking me into it.
1: Yeah, because she wanted to take over her dad's team. She was kind of expecting this would be her lot in life, was to become the new owner of this sports team, and she doesn't. The hero, Alex, recognizes that she's a pivotal part of the team, and she knows what she's doing, and so, you know, convinces her to just, like, help him get his feet wet with all the players until the season starts. So he, like, recognizes that she's an asset, and she's got great potential, and she has grown up through this team and knows what she's doing and knows the players intimately and their wives and families.
0: So it's a
1: really great book.
0: And that is all for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed our discussion of sports romances. If you have a sports romance that you would like to recommend, or maybe you wrote the cricket romance that I am asking for, wherein you both detail an incredibly hot and passionate love story, while also explaining how cricket works, I would actually really appreciate that because I'm still confused. You can email us at sbjpodcast at gmail.com. You can also talk to me on Twitter at Smart smartbitches, and you can talk to Amanda at I'm an adult. That's underscore I M A N A D U L T. I've heard rumors that she is actually an adult and that multiple adult achievements have been unlocked, but at very least that is her Twitter handle. This podcast is brought to you by Intermix, publisher of The Prince, the brand new Gabriel's Inferno novella from New York Times best selling author Sylvain Renard. You can download it wherever ebooks are sold, it's on sale now. Our music in every episode is provided by Sassy Outwater, and you can find her online at Sassy Outwater. This is Dunbeg, a song by the Peat Bog Fairies, and I hope I pronounced the title right. Dunbeg is actually a place. It is a, an ancient sort of fortified, fort-looking um, type of thing. Wasn't that just great? Shouldn't I be a tour guide? It's, an, it's a fortified, fort-looking thing. It is a very, very, very old artifact, and it's kind of cool. Peat Bog Fairies also very cool their CD dust is on sale at their website and online and you can get their music digitally and I will have links to that in the show notes our future podcasts will include me possibly Jane possibly additional people all talking about romance novels because that's what we do here and if you have an idea for a podcast or you have an idea for a show or you have something you'd like to say please email us because we love to hear from you but in the meantime on behalf of Amanda and Jane and myself we wish you the very best of reading have a great weekend.